So, the Rebbe explains that when a Yid subdues the evil in himself, evil in the world, transforms the evil, and says, <coughs> cause the glory of Hashem to be revealed in other worlds. So, does anyone remember uh, the emphasis on the words glory? The glory of Hashem means, we're not talking about the light of Hashem, which is different in each world. The each world gets a, a, a only tiny part of it, according to their level. Rather, we're talking about the, about the glory of the Evishter, the infinite light of the Evishter, which is present in all worlds equally. That's why it's called glory. Then we just spoke about the the word the Zohar uses for revelation. And remember the word the Zohar uses for, for revelation? Istalik. Istalik is also a word that it's used in regards to, it's a similar word that's used for, when Zach passes away. When Zach passes away, it's not Pshat, he left. Pshat is revealed in a higher way than before. The previous life is, okay, that's, Intricate question. We'll not get into the what we left, didn't leave. But the point is that the present revelation of a tzaddik who has passed away is that he is uh, revealed in a higher kind of way. Um, the tzaddik's previous life before his passing is depends on the tzaddik. Just just to risk for one mind uh, throwing um, idea, Rashi says, "What does Rashi say in this week's parsha? Yaakov in the passes away. What does Rashi say?" They thought he passed away. He didn't pass away. He thought he passed away. He was still alive. And that means that the whole thing was just external to their eyes. It wasn't. It wasn't real. So, uh, but in general, the idea of a stalkos means there's a revelation in a higher way. So, similar way when we talk about Hashem being stalik, it doesn't mean Hashem is leaving God's Hashem. It means that on the contrary, there's a new light of Hashem which is transcendent, which is brought to the world, and that is how we fulfill. Basilagani. What's Basilagani mean? Hashem returns to the garden. Not just he returns, but the, the, the garden, this becomes his home. What's the of a home? A home means that you are you are at home in your home. It's not a house, it's a home. It's where you feel comfortable. It's where you are able to express yourself. So how do you cause the Abisha to feel at home in this world? It's specifically by transforming the darkness into light. So doing the evil in yourself and the world. That's how you make it happen. Let's go now from three lines in the bottom. Uh, this is the meaning of Baslagani to make this world become his main dwelling. Or page of Gimel, three lines to the bottom. Oh. No, no, we're not talking about the at all. Points the question. You know, that's not what we're talking. We're talking about regular dudes that they're able to subdue equipment themselves. And Alter um, talks in the last chapter in Tanya how it's possible even for a Baini to do transformation of uh, evil to good. And that's in the garments of the soul. So to use the garments of your soul, your thoughts, speech, and action for, uh, for Kedushas and, and th- those garments, which are Kudos Nega, and you're, put, you, you, you're immersing them in Tera and Mitzvahs, that's also transformation of the Cheshach, the darkness of the animal soul to good. But in general, it has to do with 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 uh, this is a very benini kind of thing. It's it's it's, it's a very uh, earthy kind of thing. Transformation of darkness to light. The tzaddikim don't have that much darkness, right? Is the adra, but this is although the the pasuk says uh, tzaddikim 
caused this to happen. The Rebbe says this is referring to all the Jewish people are called tzaddikim. In Adirahu, the, word, the, the reason why the author uses the word Bainan is, is, is to say the exact opposite message of what we've been conditioned to believe. The word that what the author is trying to tell you is this is just for regular people. It became a thing. Oh, you're talking, you're talking about those weirdos, those, those, those super neshamas. But the word Bainan means just for Neanderthal people. That's, that's what the author means. I could see if he was really translating the Tanya today, he would probably say Neanderthal instead of, instead of like, or just like dumb guys. You know, it has to do with regular people. Let's go further. The idea of a home is not that you're there just with your faculties, not just you're there with your inner strengths. The meaning of a home is that your very essence is there present in this home. You're there in your full self. That's the meaning of making a home for Hashem. In the lowest realms, the essence of Hashem should be revealed. That's the meaning of the Zohar. When you subdue, get this subdue the klipa. You cause the glory of Hashem to be revealed in all the worlds. That you're drawing down the light of Hashem, which is usually transcendent above all worlds. You're bring that down. And not just seviv. Seviv kolomim literally means the light that is above all worlds, or literally means the light that surrounds all worlds. So Chassidus says it doesn't mean that it's hovering above the worlds; it's just transcendent. But the word, if you say something is transcendent beyond worlds, that qualifies it. That also limits it. How transcendent is it? It's transcendent beyond the worlds. But the true meaning of, of the true transcendent one is Hashem's essence. So seviv hamiti. You, when you could use the word Savior referring to God's essence as long as you say it's not... If you say the world is not a, a big enough... Uh, um, what's the word? Stool? No. Not stool. The world is not a big enough... Uh, it's not big enough for me and you. It's not big enough to say that, that the greatness of Hashem is if He's beyond the world. That's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a compliment. Rather, if you say Hashem is beyond the world, that means He's limited to only being beyond the world. So the true meaning of Seviv, Seviv Hamiti, is only is someone some, some, some truly transcendent. There's no connection to the limitations of the world. That that then you're referring to Hashem's essence. So when the Zohar says you bring the glory of Hashem in the world, that says doesn't only mean Seviv. Doesn't only mean like the Friedrich of his wording Seviv. It also refers to Seviv Hamiti, the true meaning of Seviv. Right, you can't even say it's beyond the world, because that's, that's, that's God's essence, it's not connected. That, that would like, be like, like the Altar says in Tanya, it's like saying about a, uh, an idea, you can't touch an idea. The realm of touching, the realm of, of, of ideas, there's no connection to each other. Okay. Why are we using what? Because we're talking about a higher kind of revelation, a revelation of something higher. We're not talking about a revelation of the imminency of the limited light of Hashem, which is in the in creation. We're talking about the transcendent light of Hashem. Seyuklam. Coming into the world. So that light is a light of Istalik. 
that light of Hashem is transcendent, which is similar to the revelation of Sadiqim after their passing, with this, which is a higher kind of revelation. Which was previously here, but left, and now we're trying to bring it back, or it's a higher level than what was even previously here? Both. The, the Rebbe Rashab says in Tansamavah famously that the goal of the Tzimtzum is that the Jewish people should bring the light of Hashem that was before the Tzimtzum into the post Tzimtzum reality. And then his Shlemar, another point of, of, of the Tzimtzum is we should bring down to the world a higher light that was never here before. Okay, base. What page is that? Is that in Tanakhvav? It's in page Vav, right? The Friedrich continues in the Mimer, in the 10th chapter. The 10th chapter is significant. Number 10 in general is associated with holiness. As we find about the Paraduma, uh, we find out about Yom Kippur, number 10 is connected to holiness. The Gemara comments about the 10th day of the year of, of, you know, of Tishrei being holy, which is actually the 10th day of the year, the, Zohar, the Gemara comments and says it will be holy, holy no matter what. That means even if the Bezin is, is erroneous in their calculations, they declare this is going to be the tenth day, it's going to be the tenth day. So, so, so the tenth chapter, which is this year, the, we're learning the tenth chapter of Baslagani, it's a special, significant time. It's connected to the number ten, which is holy. 20. And now much more so, when you do something to contribute to that holiness, is something that, that, that's added. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the Friedrich Rebbe says in chapter 10, the chapter we're going to be analyzing. This is a language the Friedrich Rebbe. This is the meaning of the Pasuk, and she'll make for me a Mikdash. And I'll dwell within them. It does not say I'll dwell within it. Rather, it says I'll dwell within them, within every Jew. Every single Jew, when he transforms the darkness to light, he causes the glory of Hashem to be revealed in all the world. So Mamshach, the Friedrich Rebbe continues, That's the meaning of the words Basagani, that there should be Hashem should be revealed again here, the place he was, so to speak, originally. That the, the original intent of God in creating the world is that God wanted to have a home in lowest realm. So a Jew fulfills God's intent of creation by transforming the darkness darkness to light and he fulfills God and, he, and, and what happens Hashem's intent is crea- in creation is fulfilled Hashem, this world becomes a home for Hashem next paragraph what do we mean when we say Hashem desired a home in the lowest realms what's the emphasis in the word desire there are various explanations for creation. That's another question. And uh, Tanya, the author, explains that the meaning higher and lower, you can't say higher and lower about Hashem, it means being Hester is So I'm talking about concealment of God's light. So. It's not the lower realm as far as Hashem goes, it's more concealed. Our perception of it. How did he have, this is like the beginning of life in the end, he had a desire to have a dwelling place in the lower round. Lowest. The lowest round. It didn't exist yet. Right. But he called it the lowest round. Well, he, he, knew the, he knew the plan. Well, well, we know, we know he knew the plan. 
Did we he know that? really know what he said? But our, our discussion today is, revolves around the word desired. Um, that person loves that. Anyways. No, it's not that. I'm just afraid of lightning. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got you on my left side. Desire, I think his aim is off, huh? Anyways, desire is, um, is the word we want to use over here. Why is that word significant? So l- let's, for a second, discuss the other explanations for creation. There is one explanation that's given by other Jewish philosophers. The reason why Hashem wanted to have a world was to reveal to reveal the perfection of his powers and his deeds. Another explanation that's given... What's the big deal about that? I mean, to us it's a big deal, but what's the big deal about this? That's his desire. That's what he wanted. He wanted to... Another, another explanation the Zohar says is begin in order that we should know about him. Hashem created the world, we should know about him. So those are also explanations for Hashem's desire. But there's a difference between the language of the Medrash, the language of the Zohar, and the language of the other Jewish philosophers. Uh, another explanation that's given is, as we'll see in a second, I quotes, the purpose of creation is to do kindness. Like Joseph Avram Avinu, he wanted to do kindness, there's no one around to do kindness with. So Hashem wanted to create the world to do kindness. He wanted to give him another cup of coffee, so he said, give him, make, make him feel good. So the Avish created the whole world to do kindness to his creatures. Another, it's a nature of someone who is good to do good. So the Avish to want to be kind, therefore he wanted to create creatures in the world to do kindness with. So what's the re- difference between the Zohar and the other explanations given and the language of the Medrash? The Chassid is always, always into. What is unique about this language? Hashem desired a home in the lowest realms. How can we focus on that explanation? Um, what's unique about it? And, what, and especially in regards to the word desire. That's the word the Medrash uses, desire. The other reasons given for creation are explanations of a question. There's a question, and they satisfy the question. That's the purpose of the other explanations. But the idea of Hashem's desire is, desire means that it's above questions. You can't ask questions about desire. The other explanations that are given for creation, they say, you want to know why? I'll tell you why. But if you're in the world of whys, you're not in the world of Hashem's essence. You're, you're, you're in a place of questions. You're in a place that can connect it to somehow to logic. So all explanations that are given by other uh, tzaddikim, etc., they're not talking about the purpose of creation vis-a-vis from the perspective of Hashem's essence. They're talking about how Hashem's, how Hashem's purpose is seen, let's say, from the world of Atsilus. How does the world of Atsilus see perfection of creation? What, 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 what looks perfect there? What's the currency, one sec, what's the currency, what's the currency in the world of Atsilus? What do they consider to be valuable there? What's the purpose of creation in the world of in the, in the world above Atsilus? How do they see perfection of creation? So, the, but those are all realms where there, a question could be asked. But the um, language of the Medrash is, what, Hashem desired a home in the lowest realms. Desire means it's from a place where there are no questions. It's a desire. Right, in perspective of creation, perspective of logic. This is a, from a place where there are no questions. You do You can't explain. You can't explain the purpose of creation based on the medish. Medish says what he desired. It's a taiva. You can't ask why did he want. Or you can say it's a, it, the definition of taiva is that it's beyond questions. It's a taiva. It's a desire. 
That means that the, the words the Medesh are describing Hashem's essence. Hashem's essence, which is beyond questions, He desired the following. So all other explanations are answers for a question. You ask a question on logic, what's the purpose of creation? You can say all kinds of things that creation accomplishes. They are neshamis, and they understand the Eibishter, and the, the Eibishter reveals His strength. Those are all explanations of questions. When you're talking about Hashem's essence, all, all you could say is Hashem desired. What He desired, we know what He desired. He desired a home in the lowest realms. But what, why desired? You can't say why desire is beyond beyond explanation. And that's why the language of this av is used because we're talking about God's essence. And God's essence desires what does he desire? A home. What's a home again? A home is a place where not just you're able to use out use your strengths, your inner strengths, your 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 faculties. Rather, the idea of a home is that you are present in your entire being. So the Abishter, the essence of Hashem, desires to have a home in this world. That's the purpose of creation. And Meshesh Taub, he was here, he spoke beautifully about this, about this word. Chera, it sounds like a taiva. So you have taiva. He has a, you have a taiva for chocolate, it's a taiva for, um, for having a dear tachtenu. Any taiva that we have, somewhat you can trace, sometimes you can't trace it, but it is, comes all the way from the no, we're, 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 you reveal to your uh, someone's very close to you what you desire, not just your things that you ha- your needs, but your desires. You don't have to have, but you want it. That that's that's your dirtachtein. Hashem wants dirtachtein. He desires it, and he tells that to us. It's a very intimate thing, huh? Yeah. What is the Medish and Parshas, Parshas Yisrael, I think. Um, the Medrash says that the Hashem desired to talk to him. The whole, the whole, the whole story of creation is based on that. Okay, we'll, 